You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. You're listening to The Overflow with MC Brooks on GGR Pirate Radio. Swing a fly ball, center field deep. Bellinger going back to the warning track, to the wall. It's a grand slam. Howie Kendrick with a grand slam here in the 10th inning of game five. The Nationals seven, the Dodgers three. Do you believe it? Pull the lever, Frank. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. Brand new episode of The Overflow with MC Brooks here on the GGR Podcast Network. I'm your host, MC Brooks. I know it's been a minute since I last released an episode, and there are a ton of reasons uh, for that. Personally, uh, that have contributed to the reason that episodes have not been releasing regularly, at least not in the way that they were uh, last year. Uh, and I'm going to get into all of those on a, another podcast, but I will say that, you know, just behind the scenes, I have been putting a lot of work into kind of figure out what I want this podcast to be going forward, as well as putting together some, some really good ideas and uh, a list of guests that I would like to have on to talk about, you know, a number, number of different things as well. But all that will, will, will uh, be revealed in a future podcast to be released. The reason that we're here today is to talk about Otakon 2023. Now, I know that Otakon was two months ago, but, you know, better late than never. And I have an obligation as the convention correspondent to, you know, reveal and discuss my time at these conventions, especially one that is as awesome as Otakon. But before we get into all the details of Otakon 2023... Make sure you go to greatgeekrefuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of some of our other podcasts, such as at the Diner, uh, FedCon, the Gamer Den, etc. Make sure you're following us on all of our social media sites. We are Great Geek Refuge on Instagram and Facebook where we have an, an active Facebook group. Wow, it's been a while since I've had to do this. So I apologize for the mess up. Um but make sure you follow us on all of our social media sites. And if you'd like to support us, make sure you uh, check us out on Patreon, where for only a couple bucks a month, you get access to the Cold Open podcast, as well as a bunch of other really cool perks and information. So make sure you check us out there. So with that being said, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Oticon 2023. Now, I got to say. This year was kind of bittersweet for me because my convention going experience turned 18 this year. I've, I've talked about this before in a number of other places, but, you know, Udicon was the first convention that I ever went to. And I did that in 2005. Uh, and it was my experience going to Udicon in 2005 that kind of led me down this path that I'm in now where I'm going to all of these different conventions and having an amazing time covering them and just, uh, you know, participating in the experience of it, so on and so forth. And no matter how busy, you know, life gets, no matter how busy things may be happening, I always try to make a point to go to Oticon because it is just near and dear to my heart. Uh, and, you know, that was true for, for this year as well. Uh, for those who know things about me personally, they know that there was there were a number of details that made, you know, this year kind of, I was really unsure of whether I would be able to attend, 
whether it was a good idea to attend. Uh, however, despite everything that was going on at the time, I did make some time to go to Otakon. I was there for Friday and Saturday. I ran into some, some good friends of mine, and I got to check out a few of the photo shoots, a few different panels, and I also got to, you know, make my rounds, which is usually my, my, my favorite way to kind of navigate these things. And the great thing is, you know, Friday in particular, I did get to share the experience with my partner, uh, my, my partner who will remain nameless. <laughs> but for those of you who know, you know. Um, but yeah, and, and she actually joined me on my previous podcast for BlurredCon. So if you uh, would like to hear her and, and our experience there, then make sure you check that out as well. But that being said, I did get to share. I get to share my time at Otakon with her on Friday, and it was it was absolutely a good time getting to share. You know, a convention that really did mean that really does mean a lot to me, which is again why I always make a point to try to go every day. Um, Friday, Friday. So, excuse me. Friday, I didn't get there as early as I might as I would have liked. However, I did make a point to. Uh, get down there and spend as much time checking so many different things out. Um, and there were some great panels that were held on that day, such as, you know, anime adaptations of Western sci-fi and fantasy literature. Uh, also, the uh, Demon Slayer uh, panel that was held in the morning, exploring the translation of traditional art and music into anime, which as, you know, as a musician and someone who is very into art was very cool to, to check out. I uh, didn't get a chance to make it to the Let's Make an Anime opening panel because I believe it was full when I tried to attend. However, I, I, you know, I took that time to really get a chance to walk around and, you know, participate in some of the photo shoots. Uh, I got to check out the Spy Family photo shoot. I uh, got to go to the dealer's room. I got to go to the artist alley and, and to be to be like uh, to be like very transparent, you know, like those are like some of my favorite places to go because. You know, my, my feeling around conventions is, is always that, you know, it's really the people that make it like it just, that's no shade to the organizers and the people who put it together, because there's a lot of hard work that obviously goes into making these conventions happen, a lot of time, sweat, money, etc. But it really is just the, the, the people, you know, i.e., you know, the, the folks like myself and the vendors and the cosplayers and all that, because that's really what makes these cons the cons, you know, like having these people show up. And so. You know, a lot, a lot of my favorite things to do at these conventions is to spend a lot of good time, you know, in these places, talking to people in there, uh, taking photos of things, buying things, because I absolutely, uh, you know, my, my wallet definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely uh, also got to view the convention quite a bit, if you know what I'm saying. But, uh, you know, like that, that's the thing that, that I always really enjoy about Otakon is, is. You know, there's always a good variety of things. You know, you can't always say that about every convention that you that you go to. Some are better for certain things than others. But uh, I did get it. But, but I did. Uh, you know, this one is always great. Just like I said, because there's always a, a great supply of merch. I'm always all, I'm almost always buying T-shirts. Um, I bought a, a one piece hat that I wear pretty frequently. Like I'm pretty sure if you are following me on anything or if you've seen me in person at all. You've probably seen me in that hat because I wear it to death because I absolutely love it. It's it's really 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 awesome. Um, so I, I spent I got to spend a little a good deal of time in there. 
Uh, and then from there, I also got to check out the My Hero panel, I mean, uh, photo shoot, the Trigun photo shoot. I uh, got to sit through the panel on mental health and anime manga in Japan, which I found to be actually very enlightening and very fascinating, uh, especially just in terms of being able to kind of juxtapose uh, how it's handled over there versus here. Um, uh, you know, you know, obviously I'm a huge anime fan. And one of the things that I always, uh, the, or some of the appeal of anime for me was just how differently certain cultural things uh, were handled and addressed. And it's not to say that it's always handled the best, but I think some of the perspectives um, and views that get portrayed in anime surrounding things like mental health, uh, like, you know, uh, your well-being, taking care of yourself, your family, so on and so forth. Like some, I always find some of the, the lessons and, and views and whatnot around these themes to be very interesting. So I found that panel kind of great because I, I really, it really did, it really did open my eyes uh, to a lot. And it, and it gave me a really good um, idea of, you know, kind of what things are like over there. And, um, it, and it, it did kind of change my shift. It kind of um, helped to further shape the lens by which I view how it gets handled in a lot of the, the anime that I watch as well. And uh, for the record, I am planning to do a podcast about anime and mental health considering how it really did help me get through the pandemic in, in a lot of ways. Uh, that's gonna, that's a future podcast that's absolutely going to be uh, coming out as well. So, uh, but with that being said, you know, like I, I had a really good time Friday. It was, it was, uh, it was great. Like I said, I got to share the, my time there with my partner, which was really awesome. And, you know, it really did mean a lot to, to be able to do that, but also just to, you know, go hang out at one of my favorite conventions because, you know, it's Otakon. And even though it's in D.C. and not Baltimore, I mean, it's still really awesome, <laughs> to say the least. Not to mention, I got some really, really, really dope photos. So, I, you know, make sure you go uh, check out the photos from the event uh, on the website, GreekyRefuge.com. So, uh, shifting down uh, Saturday. So, now Saturday, I did not get there at the time that I wanted to. Uh, but I did get to go down there and I did get to uh, spend some time taking photos and checking out a few panels here and there. And uh, it, it was also a good time. Now, this is one where I actually went solo. My partner was not with me for Saturday, but it worked out because I ended up running into some really, really good friends of mine uh, uh, who, who uh, I got to have uh, food and drinks with. Very for a brief period of time, and then also got to just take pictures of some of the cosplays and hung out in the game room for a bit, which was also cool. And you know, it was just a good time all around. Now, shout out to some of the panels that took place on Saturday: uh, Black Joy within gaming culture, uh, creating rock music for anime, which is a panel I really wanted to go to, but unfortunately, I did not make it to. Didn't make it in, I should say. Um, Japanese religion and anime and pop culture, which is also a very fascinating. Uh, panel. If you know about me, you know that, you know, I've had a very, rather unique journey in terms of, you know, my views of religion and faith. And I'm not someone who uh, considers themselves religious. Uh, I'm not going to, you know, dump on you if that's your thing or if it means a lot to you. I, I'm not going to do that. However, you know, it's just not something that's been, you know, of that much importance to me. Um, and I'm and like, I'm okay with that. Like, I, I don't think everything necessarily needs to be for everyone. But 
I've always had a big affinity for learning about religion, you know, different faiths in different parts of the world. And in some cases, even uh, finding some of the similarities and differences in terms of how some things are, are handled. So like, uh, you know, I, I, you know, my knowledge of, you know, uh, uh, how religion is handled in Japan and in anime and whatnot is really only colored through, um, you know, my experiences watching anime, I really haven't done a lot of research or background into, you know, learn into understanding, you know, what type of faith systems exist there, the different types that exist in different parts, so on and so forth. So this panel was actually really dope and really enlightening to me. And I, I really feel like I walked away um, with a with a great deal of, of knowledge, at least more knowledge than I had previously. And um, even though like I don't really do a lot of research into like religion and faith anymore, like don't get me wrong, I, I do I do still like it, but I don't spend a lot of time these days really kind of diving into that stuff. It was very enlightening and, and very very dope. I will say that absolutely. Um, and I want to say that was I think that was the last panel I went to on Saturday. But then in addition to that, uh, I did go to the One Piece and the Jujutsu Kaisen uh, photo shoots on Saturday as well as just taking photos around the convention as well. It kind of makes me wish I, I brought up my cosplay. I actually ran into like quite a few Sonic cosplayers and I was kind of mad at myself that I didn't really, you know, dress the part like as I, as I, as I normally normally would have. But uh, it was still a good time nonetheless. And, you know, Otakon, Otakon um, is very much a young person's convention now. And I feel like I can say that it's kind of like an elder statesman. Like I said, I've been going to conventions for 18 years. I was uh, I was 17 years old at the first one I went to, and I went to this one when it was still in Baltimore. Um, but I, but but I, I I kind of felt like you know to some degree it, it, it's kind of awesome to see kind of how uh, the spirit of and the fandom of anime has carried on into the youth, especially now that it's much less de it's much less stigmatized to be a fan. And to be as into this stuff um, as it is, it's very mainstream. But I don't say that as a complaint or as some sort of like get off my lawn. It was better back in the day sort of thing. I, I don't feel that way at all. Uh, I, I kind of love that, you know, that there's there's so much out there and that Otakon can be a great hub, a great learning experience, a great place for today's 17 and 18 year olds to, you know, experience going to a convention for the first time. And even though Otakon is a rather large convention, I mean, there, there's there, the, the DC Convention Center is enormous and there's so, so, so much to do and there's so many places to go and it's very easy to get lost in there if you are unsure of where to go. But I say all that to say that I always have a great time um, at Otakon and I, I, I want to say that they did a great job with everything this year. Uh, one of the big issues that I remember from last year was LineCon. Uh, fortunately for me, I had a press pass, so I was able to kind of bypass that, but it, I, it was rather ridiculous that, you know, during Otakon last year that, you know, with all the different ways to get into the convention center, that it was still taking hours in some cases for people to be able to get in. And there didn't really seem to be a good explanation as for what the actual holdup was and like why these lines existed and why they wrapped around and, you know, why excuse me, why, even though there, you know, was allegedly a separate line for people who already had stuff, it still required you to go in, uh, to, to go in with everyone else. And it was just, it ended up just being a lot, but I, I think they did a great job this year because I didn't really see or feel like there was so much, 
uh, there was so much going on that you just didn't get a chance to go in to immediately go in and check out the convention. So I want to give them a, a ton of credit for that. Uh, I think this year too, they did a, a great job handling like the flow of everything simply because, you know, there were a lot of times last year where it just felt really crowded and it really felt like it's just, there, there just wasn't like a, a good, a good pathway to get through without feeling very cluttered and, ver and very much like I'm, Oh, Oh, I'm bumping into people. Or I'm in the same breathing as spaces. People like, I didn't really feel that way this year. And so I think they, they did do a much better job of kind of handling the, the flow of people getting through some of the high traffic areas in the convention center. Uh, I will say the, the decision to move the cosplays, the cosplay shoots to, the game room, I, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. I kind of liked having it in that dedicated space downstairs where even though like you, you like phone service was not particularly great down there, it allowed you the opportunity to really just focus in on what you were there for, which is the interact, you know, either to show off your costume or to take pictures of the great costumes uh, that you, that you saw down there. So like, yeah, it just, it just like yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about it. It because there were there were times you know during the various photo shoots where it really did feel like there was just a lot of clutter, and it it felt like like you kind of weren't really sure. Like there wasn't always the best job of like distinguishing one shoot from the other and which one was which, and I felt like it was it was a little bit easier to navigate that last year. It wasn't bad this year. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it was bad. Uh, but it, it was a little, it was kind of a lot, especially when, when I was, when trying to like bounce between the different photo shoots to get photos of, of stuff. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I'd necessarily like it. I don't dislike it, but I, like, I, I kind of feel like if they were going to make a decision, like I wish they would have done something else with the space down there instead of just having it closed. I don't know if that was the decision of the hotel or just the convention itself, but you know, I hope they go back to the old format next year. Cause I just, I wasn't really I wasn't the biggest fan of the of it in the game room necessarily. Not bad, just also not great necessarily either. Um, uh, but as far as criticisms, like I kind of don't really have much else to say. Like I, I kind of really, I, I guess I had, a, I had a good time. Uh, however brief, uh, like my time this year was not like how it normally was in previous years. Like I didn't even attend the rave this year. Um, but. Even with that, like I still had a really great time attending the convention, and you know I'm very appreciative of the Oticon staff. They were they were very uh, resourceful whenever I needed to reach out to find out where something was, or if it were possible to speak to someone, or you know whatever the case may be. It was it was really awesome, and I, I do think that they absolutely deserve a kudos from you know being on the verge of not having this convention anymore a few years ago because of the pandemic to getting back to this place where it feels kind of like as it did pre-pandemic. Actually, I should say it feels even better than it did pre-pandemic because I still think a lot of people were anxious about the transition of it being in D.C. And now I feel like this year it just felt like Oticon. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like, oh, this is Oticon in D.C. This is Oticon, not in Baltimore. It's like, oh, it just feels like Oticon. 
And I think that is just a testament to all of the hard work of all the staff and the people who worked really hard to put this together. And then also the people, the people who came out, who showed out, who made, who tried to, who did their best to make sure we all were able to enjoy the convention together, that we were all able to show off our cosplays, uh, take photos, get interviews, and just, you know, make it, make it great. I mean, like the, the good thing about Otakon is that it's, it's, it's always been a place, at least for, in my view, I'm not speaking for anyone else. It's, it's always been a good place where you get a good combination of, of people who are weebs, people who are either new to it, people who have been into it for a long time, people who are young, people who are very old, people of all different body types, which was awesome to see because I, I really think that like the nerd space can be a space where it can be we can really do a great job of embracing things like the body positive movement etc and so it was just really great to kind of see a lot of that this year as well uh among the costumes and and making and people feeling comfortable enough that they could do that in this space i think that that things like that are very very important and i hope that that continues on into next year because again it's one of my favorite conventions ever uh, for as long as I am capable and able, I will try to attend Otakon every year. I have not missed a year yet, and I don't plan to start soon. So with that being said, I had a great time. Otakon, again, shout out to the staff. If you're listening to this point, make sure you go check out all the photos from the event. I got some great photos of, of some of the cosplay shoots of some of the people who were just at the con and it was a good time all around and I'm just I'm very, very, very happy that I was able to make some time to uh, go and to share with my partner and then to catch up with some good friends and just yeah it was awesome so i'm going to conclude that here uh once again thank you all for listening to another episode of the overflow make sure you check us out on the great grief excuse me great geek refuge.com where you can find earlier episodes of this podcast as well as episodes of our other podcasts Make sure you're following us on all of our social media. We're Great Geek Refuge on Instagram and Facebook, where we have an active Facebook community. And if you'd like to support us for only a few bucks a month, you can check us out on Patreon. So with that being said, uh, thank you all for listening. Once again, thank you all for your patience with me as I'm trying to get back into the swing of things with this podcast. And uh, I will catch you all on the flip side. Peace out. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy.